0: Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Welcome back to the Think Orphan podcast. Thanks again for being a part of this conversation. And, you know, this is always a time for celebration. We are doing basically this show is our review and preview show. So we are reviewing all that we have to rejoice and to be grateful for. And we're previewing all that's to come that we're going to be grateful for and that we're going to be rejoicing. So, I love these conversations. And I especially love them because I get to have them with my brother, Brandon Stiver. Brandon, what's up,
1: man? Not much. Not much is up. We, a uh, happy new year uh, to all of our listeners uh, when you guys are turning this on. It'll be uh, early January. So, hope everybody's having a good start to their year. Uh, not, not too much going on, though. I mean, I, I feel like the new year is always an opportunity. I know with people resolutions and and all this and that is it's an opportunity to to emphasize health. Uh, so I think that that's uh, that that's what's up right now with me. I had a run this morning. Uh, you know, it's funny you, you get around Christmas time and all these sweets end up at the house. You know, I had a box sent to the office from our friends at Christian Alliance for Orphans. I don't know if you got this. It was sent to the one million home office. I opened it up. This is during the holiday season that we just got through, and there's toffee in there. I just mm-hmm. it was delicious toffee. Yeah, and that's awesome. And thanks to kefo for sending that to me. But holy smokes, man, too many sweets. It's time to get healthy. So uh, that's what's up with me. How How about you, man? How are things going? Yeah, man. I I am. I'm just like you.
0: I got anytime I get toffee, I'm like, I don't care who sent it to me. And especially since it was from Cavo. and, you know, appropriately it's called hallelujah toffee, if I'm not mistaken. And so that's a plug for hallelujah toffee. If you're giving it to all the Cavo folks, you deserve a plug on think orphan. So that's all I'm saying right now. Um, and it was fantastic. So fantastic that I have and a hard time finding it. Cause my wife has hidden it. Um, and so I don't know if it's even still there at this point, I had a little, little nugget of it <laughs> And I was saving it and then it just disappeared. So I think that that toffee is somewhere that I will never find it uh, ever again. So I might have to order some more Hallelujah Toffee at some point, who apparently has uh, quickly and surreptitiously become the sponsor of this episode. Well, there you so, go. congratulations, Hallelujah Toffee. Yeah. Um, But, and if you want to actually sponsor later, we'll, we'll take more toffee. Um, so just, just throwing that out there, just uh, you know, I don't even know who does it, but you know, I'm glad you're there. Glad you're making that toffee. It was good. So, um, you know, I, I, uh, I just, I just love, um, being able to do this show, being able to have these conversations, being able to like. I don't know, man, like to people say, you know, why do you, why do you do all this? Like you don't make, we don't make a lot. We don't have any money on this. Um, we, we, it takes a lot of time and energy and effort. And, um, and all I keep coming back to is, man, we get to learn so much cool stuff from so many amazing people and we get to share it with other people around the world that are actually using it to help them impact, you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of kids like that's amazing when you think about it we've yeah. we've had nearly two hundred thousand downloads of this, right a bunch of people listening to this as you i think we we hit it what would you say it was forty percent
1: increase or something yeah, we had a forty percent increase in downloads uh this year which is which is cool it's an upward trajectory in an increasingly you know competitive podcast podcast market so it's cool and
0: i I'd say who cares except those <laughs> translate into kids being helped, right? That translates into people understanding these important things, these important lessons, these important best practices deeper. And, and it gets people out there to be able to collaborate with each other, to be able to work with each other. Every time we go to CAFO, which we were able to do again this year to be able to hear stories of how, man, this show has impacted me in X, Y, Z way. Right. I had also the book this year. I, got, I, I posted it because I saw an earmarked copy. Some guy brought in, you know, a Cam, shout out to you, brother. Um, and he's like, hey, can you sign it? I'm like, what the heck, man? I haven't done this for a while. <laughs> but to see that, and it's just like, thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to, I look at it with, you know, almost 200,000 downloads. That's, that's millions of children who are being loved better because we get to do this. And so thank you folks for listening. Thank you for putting this into practice because otherwise Brandon and I are just hanging out talking, which I enjoy doing. I, I don't just say that at the beginning of every episode, but I would, we wouldn't do it if, if, uh, it wasn't having a tangible impact on the ground. So that's just my, as I said, be grateful. I, I'm so, so very grateful for that. And I'm so grateful to all the guests that we've had on the show. I'm so grateful to all of you that listen. Um, and what you're doing. Um, not many people get to get to experience the joy of hearing these stories like, like we do. Um, not just what you hear on the show, but also on the other side of it, um, hearing how people have been impacted by the different guests we've had and ministries that have literally started because of this. Um, podcast so so I just want to say thank you to everyone out there and all their all our guests and uh, to you brandon also just for you know being able to keep it going too you know I don't know if we even talked about this but at some point I, I just called brandon I'm like hey you, you know you want to keep this going uh because I can't put as much time and energy into it and you you were able to do that and this year we had an episode that I had nothing to do with it's one of my proudest moments of this podcast um and uh, that will be one of my favorite episodes when we talk about it so
1: yeah. And, and I, I appreciate that, Phil. And, uh, you know, think orphan for me initially as a listener, uh, you know, this has been, this has been really a blessing to me, you know, first as a listener, then as a guest and now as host. Um, and I definitely want to acknowledge, you know, it wasn't just, Hey, Brandon, do you want this? It was, it was a team. <laughs> it was a team, uh, effort and the team at yeah. 1 million home, uh, not only for carrying it, you know, financially, but staffing it. So definitely want to yeah, acknowledge, 100%. uh, Samuel Rich, who is our editor, um, Kayla Norris, who, uh, does our digital communications, um, and uh, Heather Brandt, who's no longer with the organization, but did help quite a bit uh, last year as well. So, definitely want to acknowledge our team at One Million Home. This isn't just me and Phil um, that are bringing yeah. these uh, to bear. So, uh, thank you to to those three and and others and and our guests. And you know, like we mentioned the, the podcast is, you know, trending upwards. We have 40% increase, uh, 2022, uh, over 2021. So it's, it's exciting. It's exciting to hear from people, you know, that have put this into work. It was cool to get to the end of 2022 and people were getting their wrapped from Spotify and saying, Hey, this was my top podcast. It was think orphan, you know? So we definitely want to hear from you, uh, our listeners. And, and we always love that we've, we've heard, you know, I would think of our two hundred episode and Tara Peterson that called in and left a voicemail man it was it was awesome to hear following up with her going deeper with with their organization and it's like man they are you serious you reunified slash foster and adopted over 30 kids in Zimbabwe you know based off of think orphan and journey home and like you know these Mm -hmm. just these digital platforms that are actually Uh, helping equip and building confidence and competence, uh, to get kids into family is, is awesome and just so encouraging. So, um, listeners, we want to continue to hear from you. So please, uh, reach out, reach out on social media, on Facebook or on Instagram. Uh, we want to, we want to know who do you want to hear from? You know, if you have a great, uh, recommendation, throw it out there, let us know. You guys can email us. You guys can hit us up on social. Um, we definitely want to hear from you, you know, as we go into this year now, 20 23 we're going to be continuing to iterate you know we did this last year we, we did some compilation episodes for the first time which were great where we just kind of looked at these thematic themes right orphan care and conflict Foster care in the U.S., transitioning to family care, those types of more thematic elements. We did a special episode with Francis Chan last year where he gets the uh, opportunity to walk around and talk with some of our guests like Ruth Washuka and and like Nabs and and some of these other people. I mean, it's we want to continue to make this better and better. And, uh, you know, this year it'll be the same. You know, we want to continue to nurture the orphan care sector um, with really meaningful content that's going to spur greater thinking on how can we love and care for orphans. You know, that's why we call this thing Think Orphan. We know that orphan can be sometimes a polarizing term. We recognize that. We also recognize it's in, you know, the United Nation Convention on the Rights of the Child and it's in scripture. And we do have this, you know, this uh, whole segment of people called orphan and vulnerable children. So we want to agitate and we want to provoke deeper thinking on how we can love orphan and vulnerable children. So we want to hear from you guys. Um, And uh, you know, this year we're going to, bring out some other things similar to last year where we did kind of some, uh, direct, uh, reporting, you know, uh, on the ground in Kenya with Francis Chan or the compilation episodes. We're going to do some more stuff like that this year too. Um, some of that direct on the ground, you know, reporting, we have some media that we're working on from Ethiopia and Lesotho that we want to bring to you guys. So you guys can really get that, uh, on the ground feel. Uh, this is what orphan care looks like, you know, in this, in, in, this day and age right Um, we want to do some more like panels uh, at the end the previous episode to this one was a podcast that I did with uh, some friends at the CAFO Summit, some friends from the community of practice, Spencer Reeves, Ashley Heiligman, and Brent Phillips, all past guests on Think Orphan. But just getting into a singular topic, we're gonna do some stuff like that right here on Think Orphan again, and not where I'm just uh, you know, grabbing the audio from KAFO, which was way too convenient for us around the holidays, I must admit. (laughs) But we're gonna continue to iterate. We're gonna continue. So we wanna hear from you. We want you this is a community podcast. We wanna know what do you guys want to hear? who do you guys want to hear? And we want to continue to, uh, to, to bless, uh, but, but let's even, you know, take a look back 2022. That's the preview. Let's, let's jump into review. I mean, what, what was one or two podcast conversations, something that you walked away with Phil and that, yeah. uh, just kind of blessed you and helped you think even deeper on, uh, loving orphans.
0: And for the record, I, I didn't name everybody because I was trying to keep it shorter because um, I've, I've been known to go on and on and just, you know, drone on. Those who know me, you're like, yeah, I know I've, I've d- dazed out every so often when you're talking. So I just wanted to avoid that. But yeah I I do want to thank everyone who is a part of the production of this and and uh and thank you for doing that and pointing them out because you know you got it you got a taste of the great the greatness of Sam Rich just on the on the Deborah Gray episode but and that is one of the episodes like I I uh I was so I I, like I said, said in the earlier episode I was so stoked to have to have him do that and to be able to know that you know, this is, this is God's podcast. And, and I don't say that lightly, um, without him doing it. It's and anybody can, can, uh, can be a part of this and, and it's not one person. It's it's whoever God brings to it, and that's what's so cool about it. Um, the other the other episodes that really stuck out to me, and I'm not gonna keep it to two. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go over them pretty quickly because you can go back and listen to them and you can listen to why I love these episodes. But Peter Mutabazi, like that dude is awesome. I saw him at KFO as well, got to meet him in person, um, and just hang with him for a few minutes, and he's the real deal, man. He's he's he is a dude who's doing some awesome stuff, and that conversation was so much fun. His book was so awesome. I'm so I don't know that I would have read it if I didn't interview him you know and like that's what I love also about this is it puts things in front of me that are so awesome so go check that book out if you haven't uh if you haven't read it go check out that interview as well Craig Greenfield talking about another book man Subversive Mission dude that that book rocked me again and I love you know Greg, Craig is um a guy that makes us think talk about you know kind of stirring things up and stirring the pot he does it um I know very intentionally to get people to think and, um, and he is not just think but to act on the thinking too and that book is awesome if you do anything in mission like I say to people about When Helping Hurts I strongly, strongly recommend Subversive Mission um, and uh, it's, it's, it's just awesome so great book and it's out now so it wasn't out um, when we recorded that episode um, now it is out and you can go buy it right now do it. If, if you're listening to this episode, if you're listening to this podcast, you should be reading that book. Um, I love the interview we did with Sinet and Grace, just having two, two people who are so, I mean, they've been through so much and to be able to come out on the other side of it and share and us to be able to learn from that. Wow. I mean, two people that care leavers who went through a lot. If you didn't listen to that, go back and do it. Um, and then Tori Hope Peterson. Um, I just really enjoyed our conversation with her. What an uh, what an amazing woman um, who has such a story, um, and just so. Easy to talk with as well. I mean, like, and to, to meet her at the at KFO Summit in person as well, and just the real deal, just the the heart of gold, and um, really, really appreciate that conversation. The last one I'll say, and you know, every episode obviously is awesome, but I, I really enjoyed our conversation. And, and just, I always like talking with Ruslan. It was a harder conversation than I've ever had with him because of the the, the circumstances surrounding it. Soon after. The war started in in Ukraine, and being able to talk with him um, while he was effectively—I mean—he's a refugee in Switzerland, and to hear the rawness of that, and uh, obviously some of the stuff that he shared on um, ways to be able to help don't necessarily apply right now, but to be able to hear the rawness of of the impact of crisis, the, the impact of war, the impact of. Um, tragedy in lives and what that looks like for families even the ones who are safe and are in a place uh that is not in the risk of the bombing they're out of their they're they're not at home and we talk about that during the refugee crisis all they want is home um, they don't they don't you know that uh, doesn't matter how warm the house is doesn't matter how much stuff they have if they don't have home it's it's not the same so those are my uh, my highlights on the on
1: the year. That's a good list, man, and and I would definitely say that those are some of my highlights as well. I mean, talking with Ruslan in the midst of just really, I mean, we we talked with him within the first mm-hmm. couple weeks of Russia invading and getting yeah. that real up-to-date um i mean we we pushed episodes back to make room to hear yep. from such a trusted you know orphan care leader like ruslan on, on something that is creating orphans you know so uh, just really uh important to hear from him on that front um you know I I think that the episode that we did with Sinette and Grace—I know you mentioned it just a minute ago—but I really feel like if there's one episode for you to go back and listen to, mm-hmm. I would make it that one. That one mm-hmm. and the Francis Chan one, just because of the unique nature of the Francis Chan one. But really, what Sinette and Grace uh, shared—you know—from their experience and what they understand around orphan care. It, it just goes uh, so much further than anything else that anyone else could say, really. To be honest, so uh, that that one definitely stood out to me. Um, but there are so many, so many yeah. good people. I, I love talking with Deborah. Uh, I felt like that was one that was really kind of a uh, overdue because I've been working with Deborah for a while now, and she's such a critical leader when we talk about attachment when we talk about trauma the amount of clinicians and families that she has impacted is it really couldn't be uh, understated, you know, even where I think, you know, a couple years ago when Lisa Qualls was on and she's saying, you know, who's influenced me, Deborah Gray, yep. you know, yep. and now yep. Lisa Qualls is, is, is influencing other people. So, um, so I just loved having Deborah on and, and just think the world of her, you know, it was cool. Uh, one that kind of flew under the radar right after we did our 200th episode, I did a live, you know, here in Tacoma with Simon and Jeroge. Uh, which, you know, obviously having lived in Tanzania for so long, uh, getting to connect with East Africans is just really, uh, something that I treasure. And so getting to talk about adoption, you know, Mm -hmm. which is something that is often kind of underutilized in a lot of, uh, global contexts. Uh, but hearing Simon's story as an adoptee and then also what they're doing to kind of promote, you know, healthy adoptions in Kenya. I, 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 that really was awesome and then you know to me i love working with practitioner organizations that's a lot of what i do at 1 million home so you know getting to talk with alicia pinazado who i just yeah. who i just have so much respect and appreciation for and just love the way that she thinks and and her approach you know she definitely sticks out as well but I mean, man, we had so many awesome people yeah. in last I year. I mean, every, every I mean, episode awesome. you're like,
0: yeah, that one too. That one. Yeah. Oh yeah. That one or too. Brent. Oh yeah. That was amazing too. I mean, Brent too. Phillips is like Brent literally Phillip.
1: one of my favorite people in the yeah. world, much less yeah. orphan care. You know, he's just such a solid 100%. Dude. So
0: yep. Yeah. Well, all these people, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, we, that's, I've said that before. We're so blessed to be able to work with the people we get to work with. I mean, it's, it's a joy. Um, and I was, I actually am I'm part of a cohort um, with the, the, the North American sports movement team that I'm a part of. And, and we, w- we did a, li- you know, a day of fasting this last week. I fasted from social media, realized how much I go on to social media just because. Um, but it was basically to fast and pray about your calling. And what I came out of it, you know, like, what did you come out? And it was just that I confirmed it. Like, I love getting to do what I get to do you know, and being able to connect people, being able to connect people across sectors of ministry, being able to connect people within sectors of ministry, um, getting to know people, building trust with people. Like it's so amazing because, you know, then like Brent, perfect example. And I know we wanted to gonna go in and I'll just segue right now into talking about what our ministries are doing um, right now. And, and Providence world. I mean, we are, we are connecting ministry. If you, if you um I want to, you know, have an issue or have something that you need to connect with somebody in different parts of the world, you know, just Drop me an email, drop me a text and be like, Hey, do you know anybody, anybody in such and such part? And chances are I will, or I'll know somebody who does. I mean, somebody texted me yesterday about their kid in college soccer and I'm like, Oh, well I know different people in this area. And it's, and it's awesome to be able to help people. And I love, I get no more joy than to help people, you know, connect them to resources that they need. And that's effectively what we're doing as a ministry with, with Providence world. And it's with the ministry, you know, sports ministries, um, Church planting ministries, orphan care ministries, and really facilitating collaboration across sectors. And you talk about Brent, and and you know, at CAFO, I was telling him what I'm doing. He goes, "Oh, we have a field in Uganda, and you know, about a thousand kids come a week. And do you, you know, do you know anybody there?" And I go, "Yeah, actually, I do." And then a week later, I was at a, con- a conference with the sports movement that I'm a part of, and the woman was talking about how she was doing work over in Uganda. And so I connected them already and she's, you know, mayor, you know, I think she's going to be going over there next month and hopefully they'll connect or her, the ministry will connect with her and, and be able to do work together so that they can use this field. Brent, Cherish, got it, doesn't need to learn a new thing. The sports movement will be able to do it and the sports movement will learn from them on how to care for the orphan and the vulnerable children better. And that's my hope is that we can be the church together, not feel like we have to do everything in every ministry, but realize that we have brothers and sisters around the world who are doing this work already, that we can actually enhance and be more effective in what we're doing Um, And that's that's what I love doing. That's what I'm so grateful I get to do. Um, You know, there's there's a lot more stories we could get into. But but, uh, you know, this last year I have actually become certified as a church planter so I could learn what the church planting world is doing. Dynamic Church Planting International. I was able to go through their training and be become a certified trainer. Um, and a certified church planter as well. I don't know if I'll ever be planting a church through that, but I will be able to, I mean, I will, because a lot of micro churches, we, you know, we, we tend to think of church as the big, you know, mega church, but it could be people meeting under a tree in some countries. It could be a soccer team. It could be, you know, a lot of different things, um, depending on how we do it and how we kind of broaden our scope and broaden our vision of, of how, you know, what church is. We are the church right just being brothers and sisters and so what what might that look like and so that that's part of it and then you know the sports ministries i you know have been able to be part of a team that we're working you know world cup is is actually happening as we're recording and um, being able to be on a team now that's planning strategies for the church in connection with world cup 26 coming to the us and Canada and Mexico and the Olympics in 28 coming to LA. And so what are those strategies we can use and to use for every major sporting event? Um, Some are already happening. Some are going to happen and that, that will touch the lives of orphaned and vulnerable kids. That'll touch the lives of everybody. Right. And so rather than saying, oh, there are these different lanes that everyone's rather than say, yeah, we're in our own lane, but our lanes merge. And we can work together and then it might diverge again, or it might stay together for a long time. We don't know, but um, it may be for a particular project or it may be for the rest of our lives. And so let's build trust as if it's the latter. And if it's just the former, then we have great friends who will have hopefully the rest of our lives. And um, that's that's just what I, I've, this last week was just like, man, I am so glad I get to do this. And, and the, the only the only downside of it is I'm always working. Because I'm always doing what I love doing. I mean, not all the time, but you know what I mean? Like I, 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 this is what I do. It's who I am and I get to do it. And so sometimes I feel like I'm not working ever. And sometimes I feel like I'm working all the time. Um, and, um, and that's something that I am just extremely grateful for. And, um, yeah. And there's, there's a lot of different things, moving parts. Somebody recommended to me in August, one of my mentors, he said, you need to get a mind map. You need to do a mind map because you have so many things going on right now. And I, he goes, I, I get it. Cause I've been following you, you know, being part of your life for a long time. But if you're trying to give this in an elevator, you can't do it. Like it's not going to happen. Right. And so I put together this mind map and I showed the mind map to some people at KFO, and it's, it's quite a, quite a map. Um, and I, I didn't even finish it yet. Um, but it was like, there's tree branches all over the place, but the short of it is how can we as a ministry infuse into, um, infuse best practices for orphan care into sports ministries, church planting ministries. How can we infuse church planting into sports ministries and orphan care ministries? And how can we infuse sports into church planting and orphan care ministries? What does that look like? And the beauty of it is I, I just know a lot of great, amazing people who do all those things extremely well. And I get to connect each other or each of them to each other and get out of the way. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll stay, I'll stay alongside as long as they need to build that trust to build more trust and, and then it's like, you guys go and then I'll get to go and do this other thing with these other people. So that's the, that's the short, there's obviously a whole lot more to it, but that's the gist. And, uh, love getting to do what I get to do.
1: No, that's awesome. And I love the the approach from how can we kind of integrate? How can we have this area feed into that area? I know that's, that's largely what we do at 1 million home, even just Mm -hmm. kind of programmatically, you know, how does the community practice relate to the national accelerator? How does that relate to our digital platforms? You know, how does this a apply to our direct service team in Kenya. And then how can that feed back into these, you know, joint venture programs that we're doing with, with partner organizations. So, uh, I think that integration piece is, is huge and that's something that I'm looking forward to, you know, this year, you know, we don't, we don't always share a ton about, you know, what our respective ministries do beyond Think Orphan because this is such a platform that's about celebrating and learning mm-hmm. from people coming from various organizations and experiences. Right. But, you know, at 1 million home, we are so focused on getting kids into family and keeping kids and family and and making sure that families and organizations have what they need to you know, serve those kids well. And um, so we're excited. I mean, even with uh, not only Think Orphan as the podcasting platform, but also with Journey Home, uh, just at the end of 2022, we released another course in partnership with Akisa Ministries. Jared has been on the show before. He's an awesome guy uh, where we're literally just got their Ugandan social workers who have a ton of experience working with kids with disability and, you know, getting them, uh, in front of a camera to just train. Hey, what does it look like to reintegrate a kid when they have disability, right? This, this whole mass of kids that are in orphanages, a significant uh, proportion of them are kids with disability, but we want to make sure that they also have opportunity to grow up in a family. So uh, we're going to continue to work on Journey Home and how can we, um, you know, we have six courses on there currently. We want to continue to to say, hey, there are resources, there are trainings out there. They can be free, they can be high quality. Um, So we're excited for that. Um, Our national accelerator program is is we just added an additional organization that we're working with in Lesotho in South Africa, uh, uh, Southern Africa, I should say. Um, Just a great organization called Trust for Africa. In addition to partners in Haiti and Sierra Leone and Uganda all people that you've heard from on Think Orphan. So um, we're excited for that. And basically what that's doing is we're recognizing, look, people do want to transition. They do want to learn how to get kids home. They don't want to keep kids in long-term residential care. We, we do recognize that it's important for, for those models of care to change. So that's what the national accelerators are doing, you know, across those different regions, East Africa, West Africa, now Southern Africa, the Caribbean. So it's, so it's exciting, man. I'm really thankful for what God's doing uh, through 1 million home and looking forward to, to 2023. So it's, it's it's all good stuff, man. You know, uh, yeah. we do uh, get to this uh, segment as well. And, and you know, each, each time that we have an episode, we say, who has a recommendation? But now we're at a review preview show, as you so, mm-hmm. uh, so succinctly said at the top of the show. And this is, this has got to be the best recommendation. So book and or other media thing. From all of 2022, Phil Dark, do you have a number one recommendation from 2022? Number one? I, number I, yeah. one recommendation? Maybe number one. Wow. Or just which one do you want to highlight, I guess? I mean, I have a number one for sure. World Cup. I mean, let's just be honest. World
0: Cup. That That's the best viewing of anything. Actually, it is the best drama. It's the best seeing countries come together, seeing – I mean – Ivory Coast actually literally stopped a civil war, not this World Cup, but at a past World Cup to because of the soccer to see Morocco go into the quarterfinals as we speak here. I don't know what's happened after because we're recording before the quarters, but it it is pretty amazing. And that isn't my actual recommendation, but um, I I have to mention it that I've watched because I watched a lot of it, probably as much as anything else I've done this year. But to watch that is is it is amazing to see what a sport can do. Going back to the sports ministry and ministry and sports, like people, it is religion for a lot of people. So if you can make the connection through that, because they're so serious about it, and it's so intense and it's so embedded in who they are, how can you how can you capitalize on that as far as as far as that goes? And and with kids to be able to to speak with them in that way and through that is is amazing. Um, I'll say I'll do a book. And a um, a book and a and a video and I a documentary actually I, I watched this recently and it's not an orphan care documentary at any level, um, uh, but it's a leadership it, it, and a it really it's specifically a failure in leadership and I think I've mentioned this recently but the FIFA uncovered um, it's another soccer thing but it's about uh, the the soccer governing body and the corruption and the um, how easy it is for an organization to go off the rails. Um, it, it's a slow fade, as we've heard before. It's it's not something that happens overnight. Um, in this case, it was from the beginning, but it still was a little bit at a time, and it became just where this, this World Cup is actually the result of corruption. The fact that it's in Qatar, 2018, the fact that it was in Russia, both 100%, the only reason they are there is because of corruption. Payoffs different things, failure and leadership, and um, people are hurt because of it. And I I say that, uh, you know, watch whether it's that or other things about failure and leadership, whether it's on Enron or it's on similar stories of, unfortunately, there's too many of these stories, the the Mars Hill podcast, um, these other things that when you get too big for your britches, so to speak, and you think you're above the law, you tend to act like it. You know, you you start believing the hype and, and, uh, you know, a lot of people out there in ministry have a lot of people telling them how great they are. And if that's you, take a, take a check, you know, check on it and go, you know, it's not about me first of all. And also I'm one bad decision away from a a massive fall. The higher you get, the longer, further you can fall, or you can say, you know what? I'm held to a higher standard. And what does that look like? What does integrity look like? And it should be whether you're big or small, integrity is the same thing, you know. And so that's that's the reality of all of it. Um, one more documentary, uh, Rise and Shine, Jada Merritt's story, a good one. Um, these are not these are all, they happen to be all soccer things, but they're they're over. That's an overcomer story, and that's a story of you know, for a lot of the kids that we're taking care of, they're underdogs. They're guys that people reject. They're people that are you know told you can't do it. You can't make it. There's no way. You know your background. You're this. You're that. You know his his story is one that he was told you're not good enough. And he said, you know what? I'm gonna put the work in. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna make I'm gonna make it happen. And I'm gonna go through and overcoming a lot. So and then the book. Um, for me, this year I actually read a ton of fiction, <laughs> like a ton of fiction, um, which is not normal for me. I didn't read a whole lot of nonfiction. Um, I, I wrote a lot. Of, read a lot of Jill Rosenberg books, which are all fantastic. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's the guy who wrote the fiction book about the the planes going into the Twin Towers before it actually happened. And uh, it's it's political thrillers. Um, Brad Thor novels. I read him also political thrillers. Um, But the book I'd say I'm going to recommend, it's there's two books. Mark Clark, he's actually the new pastor at Bayside Granite Bay out here in California. He was at the Village Church in Vancouver, British Columbia. And he wrote these two books. They're both apologetic books. One's called The Problem of God and one's called The Problem of Jesus. And they are two of the most accessible um, books for skeptics. Um, Fantastic apologetic books. Very relatable. Um, he and he himself was an atheist till the age of eight, uh, seventeen or eighteen, and he became a Christian. Some not not through people. He'll say it was by simply reading the Bible. And I think I may have recommended this earlier this year. One of them, anyway. But I read both of them, um, and they he addresses the questions skeptics have effectively, and just uses you know he's funny. He, he read I listen to him. He actually reads the book. Um, he's a funny dude. He's actually got Tourette's. So he's got ticks. He like, he's been at high school group talking and, and he throws out F-bombs sometimes um, on accident, not on purpose. And, and he, and the funny, he works it in, but it's his, it's, you know, a thorn in the side, right? That he says, you know, I could have not become a pastor because of this or say, you know what? It's, it's a, it's something that makes me stronger because it's my weakness. Um, you know god's strength that he's able to to use so i've been very impressed with him um watching his leadership watching the way he does it he's you know younger than me um by a few years but good dude solid books so anyway what you got
1: well, that's good uh, uh, yeah i a couple episodes into the fifa uncovered um i typically don't really watch stuff uh when i'm not with melissa uh mm-hmm. <laughs> But there's some things I was like, I really want to watch this. So I'm only a couple episodes in, but that that's been a good one. I'm not sure that I really have a video one. My wife and I we tend to watch either comedies or Star Wars stuff. So uh, we yeah. did watch Andor, that was good. But that's not that's that's just entertainment. Yeah. Um, I will say from a book standpoint, uh, I did most of my reading for pleasure back in the summer because once I'm teaching on top of just working full time. I, I wish I had more time to just do kind of more leisurely reading, but I did read one book that was really helpful. This is, um, it's not a Christian book or anything, but it's uh, called American nations, a history of the 11 rival regional cultures of North America this mm-hmm. is by Colin Woodard. Um, he's been on, Different speaking stuff. He, I think, he has a TED talk. He maybe even did Q at one point or something. Uh, you know, it, it Gabe Lyons. But at any rate, this book was recommended to me by a friend at church, and um, it was so helpful. I think all of us are familiar with. Um, Differences in politics and how polarized things feel and so forth. And, you know, I remember when, you know, we were in Tanzania for so long and then moved back to California where we're from. Um, you know, you're from Orange County and I'm from San Luis Obispo County, um, lived in Orange County and Long Beach as well, and just very accustomed to Southern California uh, life. When we moved to Tacoma, Washington a couple of years ago, I just thought, ah, it's the West Coast. You know, I'm 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 politically moderate. I'm used to being in a blue county like I, I know how this is going to be. And it is different, man. I don't know if it, how it was for you when you went from uh, SoCal to, to Folsom. But at any rate, this book has been so helpful to just kind of understand. Oh, wow. We're not. I mean, I mean, and and the title kind of says it all American nations, right? We are one nation, but really our founding and our regionalism, we are properly multiple nations, you know, And, and I know that there's kind of a the big sort happening where people are leaving this place and that place. And I I understand that, but, but it is, it is, it was a fascinating read that really kind of helped me. Like even you kind of look at the map that Woodard does where it shows like, Oh no, I used to live in a different nation, like San Mm -hmm. Luis Obispo County, orange County, like that's a different nation. That's a different people than the pacific northwest like you know or what they call the left coast so it is a it it was it was a great great book um history it's a history book essentially but it it speaks to a lot of what we experience and and it was helpful you know as somebody that came off the missions field a few years ago um and kind of re-entering american life um that 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 book was good. Um, I read other good books last year. I read Jonathan Haidt last year. I know you. Mm. I know you enjoyed Jonathan Haidt. I did yes, as well. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, good books. But I'll I'll leave it at that. So American Nations by Colin Woodard. That was my top book from uh, 2022. Wow. All right. You should check it out. Yeah. Man. I want to go read Jonathan Hyde again after you just mentioned it. I know. Coddling I read, of the I read Mind. Coddling of the oh, American Mind last year so and it good. was like, oh, this book is really important too. It, it, yes. it was just as good as American Nations, but American yeah. Nations is the one I decided to.
0: Well, I'm going to recommend Coddling of the American Mind as well. I didn't read it this last year, but I, I got to have something that's, that's there. That's, uh, that Since you mentioned it, there it is. Um, cool. Well, another another year down. Uh another 2016 great year, to 2023, to man. Yeah, 2016 to
1: 2023. Crazy think crazy, orphans still crazy. happening.
0: I love it. I'm so, so glad. So glad. I'm just like, who knew? This is like, hey, let's see if people listen. Let's just interview some people. And then uh, you know, we met because of it. We've talked about that before. I love it. Love it. So um, all right, folks. Well, hey, as we talked about, you know, hopefully you're learning a ton and from this and, and even this episode, hopefully you learned something new and hopefully this helped you in some way. I, I, and, and you know, and when it does, I hope you share it with others, right? You know, I mean, it, just this great stuff. If it helps you help others by sharing what helps you. Um, if you read a book that like, you know, we just recommend stuff because when we read something, we want to share it with you. Um, if we watch something, we want to share it with you. um, you know, if you're wondering about all the novels that I read this year, send me a quick email and I'll let you know. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, take all that you're learning from this, from this show and, you know, from this episode, from this show, from all these interviews we get to do and use all of it to help you to love orphan and vulnerable children better and better each and every day. Thanks a lot. Have a great week, couple weeks. And I hope that you have a great 2023 as we get to walk along it together.